Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing The Umbrella Academy, Season 1, Episode 7, The Day That Was. Basically, it's the episode that overwrote the sixth episode, if you are following from the timeline that has happened so far. So, uh, The Umbrella Academy, Episode 7, is directed by... Steven Sergek again, and let me see about the cinematographer. This is Neville Kidd. Neville Kidd did episode seven cinematography, which I thought was exceptional in this episode in comparison to the sixth episode, which was Neville Kidd again. Okay, so I guess they work as a team, Steven Sergek and Neville Kidd. So um, I preferred episode seven to episode six. Mostly because the events of episode six um, kind of only sort of threaded through uh, um, what happened in this episode. So um, it it was kind of weird to see like how episode six showed some of the plot line that was going to happen in episode seven, but not all of it happened. And we were filled in to the blank. It was the blanks were filled in for us on everything that we didn't see in episode six. Um, so they really were like a hand in hand um, compilation of uh, episodes. But um, why didn't we think about it before? Why didn't I even? Why didn't I predict that uh, Klaus would conjure up uh, his father? I completely forgot that his ability can. Um, conjure up the dead and I completely forgot that Pops was dead so um, it was really interesting to see how they portrayed death and Klaus being dead and I, I love that it was in black and white and the only thing that was really shown was his shirt and uh, I just thought camera positioning down to the color everything about those scenes were excellent um, the Sorry, I'm kind of skipping all over the episode. The, the very beginning of the episode, we find out that Harold uh, Jenkins is Leonard Peabody. And I felt like the majority of this episode, I felt like I was three steps ahead uh, relatively most of the time. Just because it was so obvious who who was going to be um, Harold Jenkins. And uh, I don't know. And the same thing with the eye that is shown later. Um, it was like the only person that has an eye problem, uh, and there happens to be, uh, you know, an artificial eye. I wonder who that's going to go to. So, um, but we still don't really know how that, uh, is going to lead into the apocalypse or whatever, which it still sounds very, uh, you know, foreign, um, just saying the apocalypse. It doesn't, it's so unspecific about how it's going to happen. It's like, is the sun going to get too hot? Is there going to be a big, you know, explosion? What's, what's, what's the apocalypse going to be? So, uh, what do we have? Yeah, the very beginning we find out, you know, Harold Jenkins is basically thrown out of the Umbrella Academy in front of all of their fans. And for some reason, everyone's there laughing about it, which doesn't even make sense to me. Um, I feel like everybody would be like, oh, poor kid. And, you know, Pops would be considered a dick. But I don't know. He's just like, he's like, oh, he just he's he's basically treated like the kid from Incredibles 1, um, Buddy. And, uh, you know, he just wants to be part of the team because he's being, uh, you know, abused back at home. And it's uh, it's a harsh couple of scenes we see with uh, 
Mr. P, uh, I guess Harold Jenkins and slash Mr. Peabody, Leonard Peabody, um, and how he's treated at home by his father. But I mean, he's he gives him the old uh, Wilson fist treatment and uh, gives him a old bop on the head. Um, so I was. I was like, okay, so this is uh, getting kind of hardcore for uh, a quote-unquote... It's not quite a kid's television show, but it's uh, it says uh, in uh, it says 14 on the side, so it's not exactly like mature only. They're not saying F this, F that. Um, but they are going into some deeper issues, you know, like death, suicide... De- depression, loneliness, and, you know, being uh, abused, I guess, as, as a child and stuff like that. I mean, that's pretty intense shit. Um, but as we continue on with the episode, um, uh, there was a lot of flashbacks of stuff that I felt like we didn't really need to see. I could definitely feel that they were trying to pan out this episode. It doesn't, I don't really understand why they said every episode has to be an hour. I mean, um, I, I enjoy the hour format that they've had going on for the last few episodes, but like, I don't think that it has to be an hour. It does, you know, it, it, it could be, you know, 20 minute episodes. It could be 40 minute episodes. It could be an hour episode. I feel like it doesn't need to always be the same. So, um, that's one thing I, I definitely felt like they could have edited some of that out. Um, Harold, sorry, Harold, uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha basically, um, we, we see both sides of the story. Episode 6 and Episode 7 help us learn about what ends up happening at by the end of Episode 7. And it's all about number 5, switching up the different termination notes and sending them saying, hey, you need to terminate Cha-Cha, you need to terminate Hazel, and uh, seeing which one wins. And it turns out Hazel was just slightly above uh, Cha-Cha for right now. Um and he's left her alive in the motel, and, you know, I guess that's better than not, you know? Uh, let's see, anything else? Diego's locked up. He's been accused of killing his uh, his friend. Um, I'm sure he's just going to get acquitted of that, and I just, I don't know. Um, oh, and one of my favorite uh, parts of the episode was Luther deciding that he wants to be, like, carefree like Klaus. Um, so he is just going to a furry rave and, uh, it was, I don't know. It was, well, let me see. Um, yeah, it was, it was hilarious to watch, uh, him go through this, uh, furry rave. Um, I mean, Klaus have to go in after him. I thought some of the best camera work was done when Klaus was, having to crawl on the floor after he threw the uh, um, the molly on the floor, the drugs on the floor, because he's having uh, a real time with uh, trying to overcome addiction. And so the camera work, all this, you know, the lighting and all of that, the way it was shot, I loved it. Um, I thought that it really portrayed, you know, a guy going through some serious shit. And he ends up crawling on the floor and going... Uh, kind of in the army style, which it ends up uh, fading into. And it was cool just seeing all these ravers like, deesh, deesh, deesh. And then uh, all of a sudden there's uh, army guys that are running past them left and right. And when he goes to pick up um, 
the the soldier it's dave that it's on dave is on the ground and uh it, when he picks up dave it's it's the drugs and it's it, very good editing in my opinion i thought that it's a little bit on the nose but it's still very good and um shot incredibly well um, I just, I loved watching Luther freaking uh, bust a move on the dance floor, acting like a crazy man. I mean, he did he did look like a furry. I guess if he was in a furry rave, that's what it would kind of look like. And you know, I guess he would have girls all over him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's a big dude and he's hairy as fuck, and it's just ridiculous <laughs> seeing him do these moves. So I really enjoyed seeing all that shit and. Um, uh, I think Klaus probably really was pulling the majority of this episode. And uh, we, oh yeah, we get to see um, What's-Her-Face Vanya and Leonard are mugged basically right outside their place. They got some dinner. And first of all, these are bad guys from like, these are like a couple of drunk assholes from like the 80s walked off and onto the screen. And they just like, drinking on this Mr. on Lin, Leonard Peabody's car and then just start whooping his ass and then taking Vanya like what the hell was going on like what was the game plan there this is some straight up fucking craziness and uh we finally get Vanya to do her uh I don't know it looks like some water bending like air avatar air bender type shit like it, it it's really hard to tell what kind of power she has um, it, I thought it was going to be some sort of telekinesis, but it also looks like she can control water and it seems something to do like maybe she controls the weather as well. I got a lot of questions, got, got tons of questions. Also, we still don't really know what Leonard's, um, game plan is in the very end. Um, I, I kind of didn't feel bad for him getting his ass kicked for a little bit. I was like, eh, you just kick his ass just a little bit and then Vanya can go in, but it was still ridiculous. I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen for for a minute there because she took it. She took her time. Um, number five ends up passing out conveniently because we need him to. Um, he's he's too powerful to be. I guess uh, everywhere. If he's if if number five is mobile, I think that it makes it tr- makes it more difficult for the writers to say, oh, he can't just fix the entire thing with just teleporting here, there, and the other place, you know? So they're gonna they had to disable him. I totally saw that coming. They um they nerfed him. Uh but hopefully uh, Grace will bring him back to uh you know back to reality. And uh everyone knows Grace is back. Uh I mean it was kind of a thing in episode six, but uh they also showed it in in this episode as well. Diego kind of did the same you know, mannerisms, he picks up her arm and is looking at it to see how it's fixed and whatnot. And once again, we're getting very limited pogo in all of this. And so, um, I, I, I thought it was a great episode. It was, it was not what I was expecting at all because I, I was like, all right, I saw the titles for episode six and seven coming. And then when we did the full reverse in episode six, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, it kind of feels like Episode six was insignificant, but it um, ultimately um, fleshed out in a way that really served the plot, and it didn't feel like we were just watching a bunch of nonsensical um, 
things happening in episode six. So I mean, we did, we did get uh, a cool, some cool visuals, some cool storyline with a uh, uh, number five and the HQ stuff, and then we got the cool musical number with uh, Luther and Allison, um, and and that all that stuff technically never really happened. So yeah, and by the end of this, Allison is, I'm guessing, to going to see her kid. And so it's uh we're kind of in a tight spot, you know, number five is out, Diego is number five is knocked out, Diego's in jail, Klaus is um I think he's leaving the club without Luther. Luther's hanging with some chick or something like that. the, the entire team is dispersed. Um what's it? Um, Vanya's character is with Leonard. I'm pretty sure Leonard guy's eye fucked up, so he's going to get that uh, replacement eyeball. Something to do with that eyeball has, I don't know, is going to happen. I don't know. <laughs> gonna... I hope we see Ben, Ben's final form. Ben looks like he, I, I want to know what happened to Ben. I wonder if we're going to get episode eight or nine on what happened to the brother that passed away. Um, and... I guess Luther really wasn't doing anything on the moon. He was just picking up bullshit because it seemed like the seemed like Pops had nothing to say. Like, yeah, he really wasn't doing anything meaningful on the moon. He was just there because he didn't want to take care of him. I guess I was fucked up. Um, but yeah, it was a mega one, mega episode. Um, let me see if I missed anything. I don't really think so. Let me know what you thought of this episode. Uh, Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out on Twitter. We got an Instagram. We're on Twitch. We're on all those social media platforms you kids are on these days. We're trying to keep up. Um, check the show notes for all the links on those. If you want to contact us, questions, comments, concerns, email the Lucky Dog Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and you already know. Take it easy.